Hello, and welcome to episode 236 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, we are going to talk about Commander Masters, but not what? for... Yeah, but not for anything <laughs> about Commander. Uh, yeah. There were a bunch of rarity changes in this set. Which, Even more than normal, right? Uh, a ton. Like, I guess even I for a Masters product, I think this is a lot. There was a lot. So... Um, we're going to talk about cards that are new to some formats and maybe where they fall. And then like some cards that, uh, might be getting cheaper, Mm -hmm. uh, because of the reprinting of the lower rarity. So it's more of like just a heads up of like, here are things that are happening. If you like zoned out on this product. Yeah. And, uh, just to keep you guys abreast of the situation, um, we're coming up on a time of year. That's a little bit weird for us. I'm going on vacation beginning of August, and Brian's got some stuff going on around the house, so we're going to double up on episodes, and uh, I think we're going to probably do some more of that Color Pie stuff, so we're going to pre-record some stuff to come out while, while we're not recording. While we're busy. So, yeah. Well, busier. Just to give you guys a heads up. Yeah. Yeah, so- that's true. Busier. So if you want to reach out to us on social media, say hey, suggest some topics. We are getting back to the fall where there's probably going to be a little bit more steady flow of things. Uh, but all of those um, links, Facebook, Discord, X? X. The, the artist formerly known as Twitter. I like refreshed my Twitter and the bird was gone and there was just a big X in the corner. And I was just <laughs> That's like, where you click to close it. I guess. That's where I was just, <laughs> uh, But yeah, uh, all of those are in the description. So again, like, I guess we'll be on Twitter until like it closes down, which apparently is going to happen the next like month or two. Yeah, who knows? And then that, find then us on Mastodon to, or whatever. I don't know. You'll have to zeet at us. <laughs> zeet, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hit us up where wherever you feel like hitting us up. Discord's probably the best place. I think we both monitor Discord more than more than the rest of them. So if you really want to get seen quickly, hit us up there. If you don't care about how quickly you get seen, hit us up some of the other places. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first doesn't cost you guys a dime, and that's our TCG Player affiliate link. It's casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link on over to TCG Player. And anything you purchase after that, we will get a percentage to help keep the show going. We would really appreciate it if you would do that. Uh, like I said, it doesn't cost you guys anything. We know you're buying singles and product anyway. Um, if you, for whatever reason, don't want to support your local game store, if you don't have a great one, or if there isn't one close to you, or if you want to purposely support the show, or if you just like cheap prices, uh, casual try or yeah, uh, TCG player is how you can do that. The link is casualtryhard.com/tcg. If you guys want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com/casualtryhardmtg. Uh, patrons get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the upcoming episode is going to be about. Patrons also get access to our pre-show, around uh, about an hour. We went a little bit long this morning talking about some magic stuff for a change. It's not yeah. hasn't been super recently where we talked about magic stuff in the pre-show. Um, but it's just kind of us catching up. We don't see each other nearly as often as we used to. And 
we're old and sometimes technology gets the better of us. So we do the pre-show just to make sure our equipment's still working. Um, we record that and upload it completely unscripted, unedited, and patrons get access to basically that in all of its glory for better or worse. Um, the patrons really seem to like it though. So we keep doing it and they keep listening to it. So thank you. So thank you. Um, also, I uh, do givebacks roughly every other month. Um, I just sent them out on Monday. So if you were trying to get in before I sent them out, I apologize. Uh, but patrons, keep an eye out for them in the mail. You should be getting them at some point this week. Like I said, they, well, I put them in the mailbox on Saturday, but they wouldn't, wouldn't have gone out till today. So uh, keep an eye out for those. And I only have one more round that's printed, so I need to get on getting the next round printed. If any of the patrons have any other tokens that they would like to see get the CTH treatment, um, let me know. Any tokens that you play in your EDH decks or any other decks you have that you commonly use, let me know and I'll do my best to get them made up for you guys. Um, also, non-patrons, if you have favorite tokens that would coax you into becoming a patron, you can let me know as well. And I will see what I can do about having them minted for you. Um, but yeah, patreon.com slash casual MTG. Hook us up. We'd appreciate it. Yes, please. So, um, <laughs> I think the most notable thing um, from Commander Masters outside of what it costs which yeah. has been a major point of contention the packs are like 10 bucks and well, the... this product is not for me so i don't care yeah. what it costs and, the, and you guys the, can and... either buy it or not and the in the pre in the pre-con decks are like 80 yeah so it's it a seems lot. absurd so there's been a lot of talk about that but there's also been um there's been a lot of changes of rarity mm-hmm. in this um in this set so uh my scryfall skills are getting better but they're not good enough for me to figure out how to sort out the cards from the set that are from the pre-con maybe i should just look on like how many cards Um, are in commander masters uh commander masters um well i mean for our purposes it doesn't matter if they're in a pre-con or not right yeah uh but there were um there are like 700 cards, 697 cards that are reprints. Okay. Uh, according to Scryfall. And of them, 130 were rarity shifted. Wow. Which is a ton. That is a ton. Right? So uh, I got my 130 number. If anyone wants to check me, maybe I'll put this in the description or you can figure it out yourself. If you do a Scryfall search for set, CMM, is colon reprint and then new colon rarity that's every reprint in the set that has a new rarity okay and so there were 130 cards so i wanted to go over some of those cards uh particularly the cards that are going to be legal in popper mm-hmm. and some that are going to be legal for uh if you have a peasant cube or you're like our boy brad who is a fan of uncommon uh creatures uh being their pdh commander can we take a quick break real quick sure because we mention brad all of the time we do and uh i think judging by his twitter 
I think Brad has championed the PDH format. Yes. Um, from what I can tell, he is the driving force behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like it's really catching on. So It is. You guys should check out his podcast, uh, PDH Pod. Yeah, and so on Twitter, if I can find my Twitter, if I can find my yeah. X again. Uh, Your X. Yeah, it is. Oh, there it is. He's uh, in Discord. He's dra- he's a uh, Drac V underscore pop. Uh, he's so he's at Popper underscore B mm-hmm. is his Twitter, and he's like Drac V in mm-hmm. Discord. In Discord. So PDH, if uh, and we've talked about it probably more than most podcasts because like we know <laughs> other Brad, than Brad's, other than Brad's, <laughs> is you get to use any creature as an uncommon. At any uncommon or common creature as your commander. Uh, is it common? I thought it was just uncommon. Is it just uncommon? I thought you could use... I, well, so. I, use, I use Slippery Bogle. He's a common. Oh, okay. Um, it like, wasn't good, but I used it. Um, <laughs> and Only pants. Only pants. Um, and then the your 99 of your commander deck is only commons. Yeah. Um, now... I don't know if Wizards is purposely um, pumping up this format, but they are dumping a ton of uncommon legends uh, into mm-hmm. the format through through this through this set. But yeah, yep. you should guys should check that out if you're into that. He does like live gameplay on like Twitch, Twitch on uh, Saturday evenings. I think he's been doing it a couple times a week. Yeah, he's he's the thing. So yep. there are four. I broke the cards into four categories. Mm-hmm. Right. So first, there is wow, this is improper now, and these are mostly uncommon to common rarity shifts. Correct. And then, are there any like mythic to common rarity shifts? Not that I, I didn't look super close, but there wasn't anything that I looked at and was like that used to be a rare. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So nothing jumped out at me, but I didn't click through every card to check the uh, like its print what history. It was. Yeah. Uh, and then there's I have my new to peasant cube slash PDH, mm-hmm. which were rare to uncommon uh, uh, prints. Yep. And then I have my I've wanted this but never felt like paying for it or buying it, <laughs> which are mythic to rare shifts. Yep. And then I have you greedy monsters, which are rarity upshifts. And there are a handful yeah, of those. There's a there's some. Uh some caveats in that yeah. section. That There's we'll definitely about. some that I am fine with. And then there are some that I'm like, why? Yeah. Right. Like you only did this because they were, it was expensive. So for the, well, this is new and popper now, or this isn't popper now in the like new to peasant cube and PDH. We're going to talk, I think a little bit more about the cards and then, yeah, uh, because they're new to those like formats and environments. Right. A rarity upshift doesn't change its legality anywhere. Exactly. Um, so that's more of like a financial thing. And we kind of, mm-hmm. we can generalize those. Exactly. Whereas the, the downshifts, we want to talk play by play a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then like mythic to rare also doesn't change the format legality anywhere. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so like just any, anything where there's like new stuff coming into a format. Now in the, wow, this is in popper section. There are 41 cards that got downshifted from uncommon to common. That is a ton. That is a ton. I think that 
one of my thoughts is there's been a lot of people unhappy with the state of Popper for the last mm-hmm. six months. And my guess is that Gavin didn't have the Popper committee do anything because he knew they were throwing... We're going to shake it up. Yeah, they're throwing 41 uncommons into the format. Yeah, I mean, the other side of that, though, is that this is ultimately a multiplayer product. Mm -hmm. This is meant to be a draft experience, if I... Mm -hmm remember correctly expensive as it might be that's how the product was designed um and in doing that for multiplayer the cards ultimately have to be a little bit more powerful Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that like this would be a place for uncommon to common downshifts just to bring the power level of the limited environment up so that you don't have like seven hour rounds of edh draft yeah well like, like the games have to end yeah i like i don't think the rarity changes happen because of popper but i think yeah. perhaps the inaction in the popper oh, format yeah, yeah, yeah. was it's because, because we knew they knew this was coming yeah right like i know people are complaining about monastery swift spear but don't worry there's things to combat that Right. So of the 41, I think I had nine, uh, only eight that I was like, hey, I think these are like good enough to like talk about that either like, like fit in an archetype or could like make some sort of archetype. I guess I did Mm -hmm. lump a bunch together. So there's more than eight, but whatever. Um, So the first one was all that glitters. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. So it's basically the next uh like oh gosh ethereal armor yeah is it ethereal armor yeah ethereal armors five through eight eight yep right and uh just like super like bogles has been like a reasonable deck in that format in the past mm-hmm. and like this just gives it another like really pushed way to like get something big really fast yeah because you have now Ethereal Armor, All That Glitters, and Ancestral Mask. Mm-hmm. And you've got like... We call that exponential growth. Yeah, and then you have... <laughs> what is it called? Um, oh gosh, Slippery Bogle. Glade Cover Scout. Glade Cover Scout. And then I think Shalea Ledgelot Walker. Oh, yep. Is also... Uh, so, And is it the... I think there, there's like a green green 2-1 archer with reach. Basara Tower Archer. Yeah, I think from, I think it's a common. From Journey to Nyx. Yeah, something like that. I think yeah. it is. I think it's an, a, a common. So like you have a bunch of the creatures. Like you've got like your choice of creatures. And now you have like the bestest pants. Yeah. Uh, it was an uncommon. Oh, okay. I, I am sorry then. And it was only printed in Journey to Nyx, so okay. it has so, not been downshifted okay. yet. Not yet. But you still have the other one, Shalea Ledge Walker, yeah. which has like built-in evasion, can only be blocked by flyers. Yep. So, um, but yeah, like this just helps push Bogles. Like, if that was a deck you were interested in, it probably got way better. Mm-hmm. Um, you animal. Yes, you animal. <laughs> the next two cards kind of go together. Yeah. So I have Cryptic Serpent, which is uh, uh, 
dollar store Telerian Terror. So Telerian Terror is like six in a in a blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has Ward. Cryptic Serpent is five uh, blue, blue blue. So it's always going to be one more expensive. It's a yep. little bigger. It's a six five, but it doesn't have protection. Right. But I could see it taking the spot of Gurmag Angler because Gurmag Angler requires you to exile your graveyard, yeah. which while you could in theory slam it really early on, it then makes like every Telerian Terror you draw after that worse. Worse. Yeah. Where this is maybe a little bit harder to slam early on, but mm-hmm. like just works really well with your your Telerian Terror. It's like, you know, you could have three mana and play two, no problem. And then still if you top deck another one, your graveyard is still powered up for that. Yeah. It's still intact. Yeah. And the next one is Drowned in Sorrow. So I my Scryfall skills are improving, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm fully there yet. I tried to look for, like, common sorceries that give stuff neg 2, neg 2, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything. So I think this is the first common give stuff neg 2, neg 2 okay. in Popper. So I was going through some sideboards, and they have, did I write down what they were? Oh, they play Shrivel which is one in the black, everything gets snake one, neg one. And Suffocating yeah. Fumes, which is two in the black, everything gets snake one, neg one, but it cycles. But think about, like, mono red. Um, all of the creatures, Monastery Swiss Bear, Get to Lava Runner, like, a lot of them are yeah. X2s. So, like, Cleans those cards nicely. miss them. But uh, Drown and Sorrow doesn't. You might have to rebuild your mana base because it's the only double black card that you would have in your deck. Yeah. But it is um, probably a, like, sideboard-worthy card or if you're, like, more controlling, a, like, main deck card. What were the ones that you named that you found? Uh, Shrivel gives neg one, neg one for two mana to everything. And Suffocating Fumes is three mana for neg one, neg one. Yeah, there's also Mephitic Vapors is Neg 1, Neg 1, Surveil mm-hmm. 2 for 3 mana. Okay. And Nausea is minus 1, minus 1 for 2 mana. Okay. So there's not a Neg 2, Neg 2. No. So this is... That is it. Yeah, so this is the first one of those, which is way more impactful with everything having a 2 butt now because... Yes. Right, like, oh, hey... We made a set with Orcish Bowmasters, and other commons can just get wrecked by Bowmasters, so we gotta have a two butt. Yeah. Or like, oh hey, we made like Red and Six in this Modern Horizon set. Everything has to have a two <laughs> butt because oh man, if yeah. they get a Red and Six, it's just over. So, but like if you're into like blue black control, blue black terror, it might be worth kind of like looking at Cryptic Circuit and Serpent and Drown and Sorrow and. I couldn't figure out how you would build it, but like, is there like kind of a mono blue, like counter spell, bounce spell, like kind of tempo? Like, I'm just gonna like bounce stuff and throw stuff in my yard and then slam giant things and like, cool, you resolved a a 2 2. I'm gonna attack you with my 6 5 and my 5 5. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be kind of like, wasn't there an Explorer deck 
early on that was like blue black serpents. Maybe it was. It was just a bunch of like cantrips and self mill. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, there's mono blue fairies where you're playing yeah. like spells, uh, spell sky and uh, and like ninja of the deep hours. Like this is kind of like the bigger version of that. Yeah, uh, but I I don't know like you know it doesn't have like hard removal, so and like you don't want to play like you know, uh, oh gosh, claustrophobia type effects when you went uh, instant and sorceries in your graveyard. In your graveyard, yeah. But it is, it is like it can give a new angle to that deck. Mm-hmm. Um, then number four on the list is a. Uh, a suite of cards. A suite of cards. Um, it's Dread Return, Lotleth Troll, and Meyer Triton. Lotleth Giant. Lotleth Giant. I'm sorry. Lotleth Troll is a very different card. <laughs> very Lot- different card. Lotleth Giant. So, Dread Return, right? Two black, black, return a creature from your graveyard to your hand, or to the to the battlefield. The battlefield. Yeah. But it has flashback sack three creatures. Yeah. Um. So, like, just that's kind of things. a big deal by itself. Like even outside of the suite that you mentioned, mm-hmm. like that's kind of a big deal. Like, I mean, band and modern big deal. Uh, yeah. Like, oh gosh, Bryant Cook just played like a red black reanimator where he was playing. Oh gosh, the like the five mana reanimation spell that like mills three from mm-hmm. like uh whatever it's called. Oh gosh, one of the the D and D sets. And, yeah. like, Dread Return is just, like, a mana cheaper. Like, it's uh, late for dinner. Yep. But black, so you don't have to go into another color. Like, you're weaker to graveyard hate, but you're just, like, a turn faster. Well, I mean, it's also something that you can cast out of the graveyard if you self-mill it. Mm-hmm. If you mill it somehow, yeah. So, um, so, but I was just saying, like, in terms of, like, general reanimation spell, it's, like, Oh yeah, the yeah. best it's... black reanimation spell in Popper now, Absolutely. plus shenanigans, right, right, and so Lotleth Giant when it ETBs it deals them like your opponent loses life equal to the number of creatures in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. So if you filled your graveyard with a bunch of creatures and a Dread Return and then sacked three creatures and brought back your Giant, you just get to dome your opponent. Correct. And Meyer Triton mills a couple cards, has Death Touch, gains you two life when it comes in. It just lets you not die. Yep. Until Transitions you, to, you nicely. Until you get to do shenanigans. Yep. Um, there's Balistride Spy in the format, mm-hmm. but not. I was looking for like the MDFC lands, but they're all at Uncommon. Yeah. I also saw there's apparently. I can't take credit for this. I forget who it was on Twitter. There's apparently a Cephalid uh, Advisor, which has okay. the same text as Cephalid Illusionist. Okay. Which is, if it becomes a target of a spell of their ability, discard, uh, like, Millicard. Yeah. And Nomads in Core are in the uh, format. Okay. So it's five mana for the Cephalid, so it ain't cheap. But you yeah. can, like, do, you know... Cephalid Illusionist type things, but, you know, at a slower popper format, flip your whole deck, and they would provide you two of the three creatures. And then I guess you would win 
by Dread returning Lotleth Giant. Because exactly. Because you don't have a lab man, Thoracle, whatever. Yeah, as you would win off Lotleth Giant. Yeah. Uh, the issue. The issue is um, there's. I needed to do a search and I just kind of ran out of time. There's not like a Narcamoeba. Right. Uh, I don't know, like, I think Nether Shadow is, like, probably uh, an uncommon. No, or Nether Spirit. Nether Shadows are rare. Or Nether Spirit, the one that like comes Nether back. Nether Spirit's also a rare. Okay. Um, so I don't think there is, like, a common I come back from the graveyard for little to no um, investment. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't have time to look, but like that is a thing to like mess around with and see if you can find yeah. a. I think like the skeletons all have a pretty substantial like, like mana reassembling cost. skeleton. They're yeah, like three mana usually. Yeah, which like, I just I just want to do it for free. Just give me. Yeah. I mean, I, you could do that, I guess, but. Yeah, you could. Like you could mill most of your deck, and then have to like pass the turn. Yeah, there's and... no like one mana escape cards, is there? Because uh, that would be about perfect. I think there's like enchantments, but not like not creatures. Yeah. Now, like, uh, like even even bad ones would be perfectly fine. All they need to be able to do is escape and be a body. Mm-hmm. Let's see here, return graveyard to battlefield. And like all my employees at work, but it just has to be a body. Boom, <laughs> like. Return return from graveyard is just like it just auto completes when I uh, type it into Scryfall. Uh, I type R and it's like return graveyard. <laughs> How many like, times have you searched that? Oh phrase? my gosh, so so many, so yeah. so many. So I'm not sure if there is. Oh, I forgot that Cauldron Familiar is now a common. Oh yeah, as of uh, Jumpstart, right? Yeah, like yep. can I like make uh. A food can we somehow? make food? Yeah. Um. Hmm. But yeah, so there is like a way to. Oh, can we like discard bartered cow to make foods for free? Oh, maybe. Oh, like, ah, but if it's in your graveyard, like, it's like, like you discard the phantasmagorian, and then you just get a bunch of food off your cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. There's something to mess with there. Is it going to be good? Probably I not. I don't play enough popper to tell you that. Yeah, I. but it is a thing that you can do. Yeah. That you could not do before. And, you know, if we just, like, it just takes a couple, like, random weird prints or, like, someone, like, doing like another graveyard focused set and mm-hmm. like moving Narcomoeba to common for some reason. Right. And then you just have like the thing. Yep. Um, so just keep that in mind that that is like a package now that you can mess with at least the dread return lot giant. And then you mm-hmm. can like find your like other pieces. However you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, the other, the next thing is just like, Ger- generic um, catch oh. Haunted Dead. Haunted Dead's an uncommon, right? Uh, I thought it had a printing at common. Uh, it might. Um, 
I, two mana, two bodies. Two mana, two bodies. That is the right number. That is like the good math. Uh, mm, I don't see it. But I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, not legal and proper. Okay, boo. <clears throat> yeah. We're trying, folks. We're uh, trying. Yeah, so. But, yeah, like, a thing to mess with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Sorry. Might... Moving on now. I'm moving done. on now. So, <laughs> next up, we have a uh, um, generous gift, which is just, like, a generic catch-all. Like, it's the white beast within. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is, is color-shifted beast within. But, um, like... That card kind of caught a lot of hype when it was printed in Modern Horizons, but, like, I really haven't heard too many people talk about it since then. Like, is this of a caliber of card that in is current magic that's operable? Yeah. I don't know. I was more thinking of it as, like, if you just need to have like a generic answer to yeah. something in your like in your sideboard or something right like you could do this but i don't know if it is good enough yeah right like again don't play the format enough but i was like oh this is like kind of a generic catch-all answer that is probably pretty okay the uh the thing that jumps out to me immediately, and again, I don't play any pauper at all, let alone enough to have an opinion of the format, but um, this gets to blow up lands. It does. For three mana. is uh, I know at one point Tron was pretty big in, in the pauper metagame. I don't know if it still is or not. I don't think it's... it is as big. Uh, the problem with pauper right now from when I watch pauper videos, when I mm -hmm. like... I typically watch Bryant Cook play combo popper shenanigans, and yeah. then, um, oh gosh, Thraben Yu will occasionally play popper, but he's been off the format for a while. Is yeah. like mono red is so unbelievably good right now, since they put Monastery Swisspear into the format. Yeah. Like I don't think Tron is like playable. Like if like, you know, thirty percent of your matches are against effectively burn. Yeah, that's right. True. Like. Like that is not a meta game. Modern gets uh, like Tron gets to win in in Modern or in Popper. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Catch all answers are typically good. Mm -hmm. So that was just my thought with that. And I mean, there was for a while a, a green red like land destruction rampy deck mm -hmm. as well. So this next one is another piece for a different kind of red deck. Okay. It's gutter snipe. Oh yeah. So all of your, there was like, oh, is it Flame something Archers? The 2-1 that oh, pings yeah, from yeah. 1. There's flame, the flame Tip? Something like that. Um, yeah. Thermo Alchemist. I think yep. there's something from one of the recent um, uh, Innistrad sets. Yeah. That like deals the damage when you cast something. This one gets to deal 2. Yep. And 2 is twice 1. It sure is. I did, I did the math. So, like, <laughs> it's the kind of the best. It's one more mana, but it is the yeah. best version of this, this effect card. in the format. Yep. So if you're, like, want to do spell slingery red stuff. I mean, one, 
it's been a while since standard was of this power level, but once upon a time, gutter snipe was standard playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of spell sling- slingery stuff, mm-hmm. uh, we have murmuring mystic, the three and a blue one five that mm-hmm. makes a one one. Is it a bird? I think it's a bird. It's a bird. So one one flying bird. Uh, so like, if you are. Card like, was miserable in draft. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> very, very much not fun to play against. They like resolve it, and like you don't have a removal spell, and then just like they make two birds, and you're like, "How do I ever beat this? Ever beat this? Yeah, yeah. You just get buried by birds, which like I don't think would be the case in like Modern Limited. No, no. Uh, it's it's funny how that has shifted. But if yeah. you're going to sling spells, this guy's a good guy to like uh, have on your team. If you want to be more of like yeah. a blue spell slingery deck. And again, Is, like... Is uh, Young Peasy pop or legal? I think that it's still uncommon. Okay. Um, I mean, but that's another card that like I could see getting downshifted in the not-too-distant future. Like, yeah. magic is no longer of that power level. Right. Um... Once legacy playable. Yes, once legacy playable. Now not Format of this power. Yes, not of that power level. Um. So, yeah, like again, like if you're some mono blue serpent terror deck, like mm-hmm. you're casting a bunch of spells. You oh, play this guy, and you're just like bounce your thing, get a bird, counter your spell, mm-hmm. get a bird. Now play my 5-5. Five, five. I've been chipping in with birds, and now, like, you're in a bad way. Like, probably yeah, not I, totally embarrassing. I mean, I don't know how many how many things you want in that slot as, like, your top-end mm-hmm. payoff. Because, like, realistically, four mana for this guy, your, your serpents should be... be three, four mana, yeah. Three, four mana, like, if you're trying to play this on curve. I don't know if you need 12 of yeah. something to pay you like, off. I've seen people with uh, playing the archaeologist in some of the lists. The, okay. Oh, I forget. I want to say Fallujah, but it's not Fallujah. That's in Iraq. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it might be in Dominaria as well. Yeah. But like the O3 that like looks at the top three and you get to put an instant or sorcery in your hand. And if you don't, it gets a counter. Yeah. Right. To just be like, oh, put three cards in my graveyard. Now my like things cheaper. That's probably that might be better than this. But if you wanted to do a different kind of thing, you mm-hmm. get this guy. And then we've got Kirk Limbrand Thoughtcast, uh, Reverse <laughs> Engineer. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's good enough. It's not really been good enough for like standard, right? Uh, like it really, really wasn't good enough for standard when it was like in standard. It might have been like a one of in some of those like. Yeah, I was gonna per- say. I think I remember per- seeing it in deck like paradoxical outcome decks. Yeah. But like, um, as like additional thought casts for you to like go through your deck for the mm-hmm. affinity type decks is probably pretty good. Yep. So again, just a thing that is there, and like I think we yeah. went over eleven cards. Two mana draw three cards is pretty powerful, especially when your lands turn the thing on. Yeah, exactly. Well, you'd still have to tap your lands, right? Because it's not affinity; it's um. Oh, it's yeah, improvised. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like you'd want to be tapping like That's true. ornithopters and yeah, but like turn to like tap my ornithopter, my Tormod's crypt, and 
two lands and some some other dumb thing. Your a quarter shield. Get my a quarter shield. Boom, <laughs> did it. Format solved. Uh, bone saw is ready to be tapped. Uh, Mox bone saw. Um, so yeah, so that's just uh, so we like I think we did ten cards mm-hmm. out of the forty one. There are some that are like more interesting than others. I think I picked the most interesting ones that. The ones that have like the most kind of like ready homes, yeah, or most like potential. yeah, or the most potential. But I could be wrong. I think you did a good job of curating the list there. Thank you, thank you. Didn't want to go through all forty-one. Like we've nope. we've, we've got places to go, people to see. <laughs> um, so sleep to have. Sleep to have. So next yep. we have um, new to peasant cube and PDH, mm-hmm. and uh. I would say most of these are legendary creatures. Like, of the 47 cards that fall into this category that were rare, shifted to uncommons. Yeah. I I didn't count, but, I don't know, 30 of them are, like, uncommon yeah. creatures. Like, to the point that I just, like, got sick of listing uncommon creatures, but just kept having to do it. Yeah. So... I, uh, I think this is an unintended side effect. I know you mentioned in the, uh, the introduction there that you were wondering if Wizards is trying to push PDH for Brad there. Um, but this is probably an unintended cytoquence, or, wow, I can talk today. Cytoquence, uh, baby. Cytoquence, an unintended side effect, or coincidence. Or consequence. Um, consequence. One of those things. One of those things. Yeah. Um, of it being a draft set. Like, if there have if there has to be a legendary creature in every pack for you to pick as your commander then uh, like some of them have to be uncommon Mm -hmm. and there wasn't uncommon legendaries for a very long time. So it would make sense that they would have to just downshift some for the, for the like 100% reprint set. Yeah. They can't Um, just all be like Umazawa and slime foot. I mean, they could slimy boy, slimy boy mirrors for days. Boy. Um, I do love me some slimy boy. So, uh, I have like a group that I just kind of called the sweepers in air quotes. Mm-hmm. So there are two real sweepers. Mm-hmm. Extinguish all hope, which is for BB, destroy all non-enchantment creatures. Yep. And Kurtar's Wrath. Uh, for white, white, destroy all creatures. They can't regenerate. And threshold, you get two 1-1 one, one spirits. Okay. Um, So like... A thing that I found making my cube was that there weren't a lot of sweepers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Slaughter the Strong got downshifted, which is like destroy all things power four or greater or something. Yeah. Um, And then in black, there was like a feast of something, which was six mana, give everything nig four, nig four, and then you get the monarch. Okay. Uh, so this gives you additional sweeper. So like I put in Kurtar's Wrath over something else and have two white wraths mm-hmm. and I cut the Feast of Succession, I think, because okay. you had mentioned, wow, if they wrath the board and get the monarch, like the game probably just ends. Yeah. So they can wrath the board, <laughs> but they don't get the monarch. And they will actually get yeah. to wrath the board as opposed to give stuff nig four, nig four. Right. Uh, and then the last one that I kind of put sweepers in air quotes in the show notes was Ethergale, 
and has returned yeah, I mean, six non-land permanents to their owner's hand. Might as well be a sweeper. Yeah. Uh, that one didn't find its way in, but if you're blue-white control, you get your two white sweepers, and that's all you get. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like, if you're doing a peasant cube, this was not an effect that you had mm-hmm. previously, especially Kurtar's Wrath. Now, now you got a bunch do. of it. Yeah, now you've got, like, if, like, you want your blue-white, if you want blue-white and blue-black to both be control, and you want to put, like, Aether's Gale in there that, like, can kind of slide between the two archetypes, mm-hmm. I'm the blue-black control player. I'm going to take Aether's Gale as my sweeper with my Extinguish All Hope. Fine. So it's just kind of how you want to build it. Yeah. So there are a couple that, like, went into my... There's a couple of these... Um, Legendary creatures that went into my cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is Anafenza Kintree Spirit. White, white yeah. for a 2-2. Two, two. When a non-token creature enters the battlefield, you bolster one. Uh, combo shenanigans. I have a lot of green-white combo nonsense with plus one, plus one counters. Yeah. And this just kind of fits into that. And is also like a generically kind of good card in I'm like some white based aggressive deck and every so often I get to like grow one of my creatures mm-hmm. right like that's just fine and like a two mana well, two two is not bolster always goes on your smallest creature though right mm-hmm. yeah so or it's your creature with the least toughness yeah right so like imagine like an offensive kintry spirit into like oh gosh the oh, platinum. Oh gosh, the two and a white Phyrexian for a three-one first strike. Mm-hmm. Right now it's a four-two first strike on yeah. turn like on turn two or on turn three, and then you like play like a one-drop that now becomes a two-two. Yeah. Right, like now you're like pretty decent, pretty far ahead. Um, we'll skip this guy. Uh, we have Gaunty Lord of Luxury. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Like, that card was, like, a legitimately good card in Standard. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, well, not just Standard. Like, it's uh, play in Pioneer sideboards. And, like... I think it still sees play in Pioneer sideboards. I, uh, I don't know about the most recent couple vintage cubes, but it was, like, a vintage cube card. Yeah. So it's two black-black for a 2-3, and you eat Death Touch, and you ET when it ETBs, you look at the top four cards or something of your opponent's library. You get to exile one, and you just get to cast. You can cast it at any time. Like yep, even if Gonti goes away. Yes, because like the card gets the ability, but like yep. it's just a super solid card. Mm-hmm. Like again, black like two for one in black two for one. You know, I've got like uh, white blink card, so like it's a card you can blink for value. Like yep. this plus ephemerate is just a beating. Yep. Um, yeah, it just does a lot of stuff like in the cube that like again, like we didn't have. Right. Um I think I cut whisper blood blood uh, whatever. Liturgist. Liturgist, yeah, for it. Um I like whisper too, but yeah. I do. I do as well, but like something had to go. Yep. Uh Goreclaw, Terra of Calcisma. Just uh, a big beater that makes all your big things cheap. Mm-hmm. And like... For ri- whatever X green stompy archetype you have. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, uh, 
your mono green ramp, hey, it yep. just makes all your payoffs cheaper. Your red green monsters yep. makes your stuff cheaper. Like it's just generally good. Yeah, I'd imagine that's also kind of a big pickup for PDH. Oh yeah, like you now now you have like a mana dork in your command zone that like like will pay you off for your other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um then Judith the Scourge Diva. I like your note here. Yes, it is Karsten's red black PDH commander <laughs> of the future. Yeah. S- sorry, odds maker. It's uh, it's <laughs> Judith time. Yeah. Uh, so like it um, kind of is there an aristocrats commander in PDH? I have no idea. <sighs> I like mean, this has to be the best one, even if there already is. I mean, Mayhem Devil. Oh yeah, I guess it was already there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am not the Grand Poobah of PDH. I'm not. Right. I am not a Brad. But it seems like with the number uh, and the frequency of legendary uncommon creatures there might reach a break point where, where they say just legendary where you can just say legendaries yeah. but like judith also like encourages like a go wide strategy since she gets everything right. plus one plus oh yeah so like you're not like tied to like sacking stuff it's just like beat right. downs with judith attached <laughs> it's like a cooking show but instead of cooking, you're beating down. Beatdowns with Judith today on PBS. <laughs> there we go. It's just her like whacking someone, being like, <laughs> run faster into that wall. Yep. Um so another card that like you know, graded is seven years ago standard, but like Rishkar Pima Renegade. Yeah. Standard staple, multiple archetypes. Yeah. Uh but it's a is it a one one for three? It's like no, it's a two-two. It's a two-two that distributes two, two-two, or two plus one plus one counters, mm-hmm. and uh, gives all your creatures with plus one plus one counters uh, tap to add a mana. Yeah. So uh, this found its way in. I like was Calcisma came in for like some for I forget for what, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna cut like a plus one plus one counters card for Calcisma, and then that gives me a spot to put like Rishkar in. Mm-hmm. Kind of deal. Uh, I was like, I have too many five mana plus one plus one counter cards. One has to go for Calcisma. So yep. it was the, oh gosh, the one from Aether Revolt that gives everything a plus one plus one counter one of others. Oh, okay. I was like, Ridge Gale Tusker. It's like, that's yep. probably too much. But like, again, like, if you're doing plus one plus one counter shenanigans in green and PDH, like, here's your guy who's going to ramp you into stuff. Uh, in your commander, in your, uh, not pick commander, in your cube, like, you have plus one, plus one counter stuff. Like, this mm-hmm. card was legit powerful. Yep. Um, another one that I, f- I figured out a way to get in the cube was Tygon, a Sidisi's Hand. I don't know this card. Was this a commander card? It was a commander, I think, 2017 card. Okay. Uh, two blue-black. Skip your draw step. Uh, but each upkeep, you get to basically strategic planning. Okay. Look at the top three, put one in your hand and the rest in your graveyard. And then That's black tap, exile X cards. Uh, target creature gets negative X, negative X. So That's pretty good also. I had it. Um, 
oh gosh, I had Dinrova Horror, Horror, which mm-hmm. is just like generic thing you play. Right. But this, like, I was like, well, if you're like the blue-black reanimator deck, this is filling your graveyard. Yep. If you're a blue-black control deck, is giving you like a semi-repeatable source of card uh, advantage. Like, it yep. kind of seemed like it did more than Dinrova Horror. Like, yep. it's just like six mana bounce a thing, have a 4-4. Four, four. It's like, this just does more to support, like, other themes and the archetypes, or in the yeah. colors. Makes sense. And then, uh, Tishar, uh, Ancestor's Apostle, so three and a white for a 2-2 flyer that lets you cast a historic card, mana value three or less from your graveyard. Um, whenever you cast a historic spell. Whenever right? you cast a historic spell, you get to return it, yeah. right? Yeah, return to the battlefield. Yeah card does nothing but nonsense yeah. like uh the uh the the check guys uh mm-hmm. like one like uh arena opens yeah playing this card with uh Kethis. Mm-hmm. um just does nonsense like yep definitely a combo piece um i don't know if there's anything at this rarity that combos with it. Um, but a fun cube card. Also. Yeah, like, like... You can just get get up to all sorts of shenanigans. Or, it like, uh, I have a bunch of, like, modular... Like, the, the white oh, modular yeah, creatures. Modular. Yeah. So my thought was, like, worst case, it is, like, a, a value engine. Like, if you're, like, yeah. some sort of, like white or like red white like aggressive artifact deck you could have mm-hmm. like to shard your top end to yeah. like rebuy some of your earlier things that you like threw away and got for value or just Mouser. yeah exactly yeah. like those guys or like your blue white because like a lot of the ninjas from like uh mm-hmm. oh gosh from kamigawa neon kamigawa. dynasty were also artifacts as well yeah. So, like, you have a bunch of these things that were also artifacts that you could, like, bring back. Yep. They count as historic. Yeah, because they're artifacts. So, like, the there's the, oh, gosh. I think it's from Phyrexia. All will be one. Like, the, the Flash 2-2, like, artifact cat that taps something. Mm-hmm. Right? You, like, tap something. It dies. You then play uh, a historic card. You bring it back and tap something. Yep. And, like, you can just, like, loop it. So I was like, well, this is an interesting thing. And then this other one, I didn't think it was better than Nantuko Husk in terms yeah. of, like, being a free sack outlet. But Yehani well, Undying It's Artisan, more aggressive than Nantuko Husk. It is. It is. But, like, um, uh, but, like, Yehani Undying Partisan, like, indestructible 2-2 for 3 that like well with haste with haste it's indestructible when you sack a creature mm-hmm. and then if one of their creatures dies it gets a plus one plus one counter so yeah. it's this like like free sack outlet like beat down card i thought that like nantuku husk is more like comboy and like more explosive than yehini but like yeah. it definitely does a unique thing. Yep. And like the card never made it into standard, but it always looked like it should. It was like right on that oh, cusp. Oh, that's of not like... true. It's up playing standard. It did? 
Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, like again, like a couple of actually, these, I think I saw playing Pioneer for a minute too. Like Yehini, Tashar, uh, Rishkar, uh, and Gonti. Maybe yep. to a lesser extent, Judith. Uh, I was like surprised that they put them at uncommon. Like yep. it was like that. Like they felt like decidedly rare level cards. Mm-hmm. And it was weird that they're now uncommons. Yeah, that is strange. Magic right. has changed a lot, though. It has. Like, that is very much like, like, Gaunti was like a reasonable rare that you would be yep. like fine getting in your draft and like fine putting in your standard deck. And now for the same mana, you get a four or five that has death touch and kills them by not attacking. Right. <laughs> Are you participating in a mandatory game action? You will lose. Yep. Amazing. So you're like, Shieldrick versus Gaunti. Huh. Hmm. Uh, so it's like, it gets to eat two, two, or, uh, uh, two X's. Like, Shieldrick gets to eat uh, Everything. Two, uh, four X's. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's way, yeah. way, way better. All right. So in our, like, are like purely like financial tier mm-hmm. of I've wanted this but never felt like buying it slash paying for it. Uh, these were mythic to rare shifts, and there are thirty of these, including a like promo. So the promo is the uh, Godzilla, a uh, buy a box promo. Okay. Now is uh, has a magic uh, a purely magic version. He didn't like make it on the list because, yeah, I was doing it and I had to find a line of how much I was going to, like, <laughs> say. And I picked eight and above, except for the first one, because it actually sees, like, 60-card for- format play. Yeah. And that's Days Undoing. Got downshifted to rare. It's currently $6. It's the cheapest printing. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not bad. No, that was an expensive card. It was... I remember going through last time I did a buy list order, and I think Days Undoing was like 30 or 32 dollars or something along those lines yeah so i don't i didn't go back and look at like where these were before they were spoiled yeah but i was just looking where they are now and Mm -hmm. they're only going to go down right from here as like more cards get put out into the wild right right so there's still a little bit of price memory before the cards show up uh uh Gisela Blade of Gold Knight, which is yeah. some like a double red, double white flying angel commander nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, commander players. Uh, it's $12. I had no idea this card existed. Quick behind the scenes, uh, the whole thing just crashed and burned. Uh, yeah. But we're back. We're back. We didn't lose too, too much. Unprecedented um, for the pod. Unprecedented and terrifying. An yeah. hour into the podcast. <laughs> um, and it's ten o'clock and it's bedtime, but uh, I will I will say uh, for for us we did a good job here. Oh, the soundboard we, makes a reappearance. Yeah, it crashed and we were. I realized we hadn't used it today. I haven't added anything, but I realized we hadn't used it. So, Maelstrom Wanderer is ten bucks right now, and it's just been like printed a ton recently. Yeah. So this is its first time at rare. So I imagine it's going to like go down in price rather quickly collapse uh mengara the diplomat is eight bucks we like he somehow made a, a, an appearance on the podcast last week 
when I was like, what was that stupid four mana white card that let you like draw cards and people attacked or something? We were talking about text. Yeah, that's right. Miri Weatherlight Duelist, another like commander kind of card. Yeah. Well, it's a commander set, so that's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, Nahiri, the Lithomancer, the Planeswalker. Yep. Uh, that can be your commander was nine. Scourge of the Throne, some big dragon that gives you the monarch. I think that one used to be like ridiculously expensive because yeah. if I remember correctly, during mystery boosters, like this was one of the cards to pull because it was like more than fifty bucks. Gotcha. So it's nine now. Yeah. Like you get a five five on your upkeep if you're the monarch. Yeah. Uh, Waking Sense Avatar, the big dino that wraps all non-dinos, mm-hmm. uh, is $9 right now. And then the best of this dino, Zakama Primal Calamity, is $16. Yep. Um, so if you were waiting on these for a commander deck or uh, the sideboard of Pioneer uh, Lotus Field, mm-hmm. uh, they are cheap yeah. now. So and enjoy. like you said, they're going to get cheaper. Yes, they're. This is the highest they're going to be for a while, yep. until, uh, uh, until the set is opened for a while, and then like they may climb back up as they get scarce again. But they're going to get significantly cheaper. Yeah. Like I would not be surprised if you could get like days undoings for like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you should probably do, because I don't imagine that's an effect they're going to print all that commonly. Yeah. So, um, might be a good stock at two bucks. And then uh, my last uh, tier is You Greedy Monsters. There are 12 <laughs> cards that they upshifted in rarity. Yeah. Um, now, there are, uh, I will say there is a chunk of Portal Three Kingdoms cards, mm-hmm. which I kind of give them a pass on. Yes, I do. That's about what what I was alluding to when we were doing the intro. Yeah, uh, but some of these are kind of like not forgivable. Yeah. So Steel Shaper's Gift, uh, one mana to go search your deck for an enchantment, or sorry, for a, a, an equipment. It's a twelve dollar uncommon that they shifted to rare. That's kind of crazy. Crazy that it was a $12 uncommon, but also that they felt the need to push it to rare. I'd imagine they did it just because of the secondary market value, right? Yeah, I think that it's very much like we need some rares that have some value and things that need to be printed. So we're going to make Steel Shaper's Gift one of those. Because, like, Open the Armory is one more mana and an uncommon. Right. So, you know, I couldn't even, like, I was like, well, maybe they're, like, all tutors need to be rare but i'm like well no like open the armory is like the same no card common. but it gets uh but one mana more and it's an uncommon yeah um personal tutor the first of the portal or portal three kingdoms cards mm-hmm. uh, uh searches for and is it an incident or sorcery and puts it on I top so yeah but it's a sorcery yep so it's a little bit worse than mystical tutor which is mm-hmm. banded legacy Correct. This is, um, what is it called? Uh, like a part of Doomsday. One of the Doomsday builds in Legacy is the personal tutor build. Yep. So. Which I imagine wasn't super popular just because it was so hard to get personal tutors. Like, yeah. May- maybe that build gets more popular mm-hmm. now. Yeah, now that they're going to be uh, presumably cheaper. 
Yeah. Like uh, it, it, for people that don't know a ton about Doomsday, Doomsday from like a deck pilot's perspective is all about finding the right power or the right pile for the right matchup at the right time. Mm-hmm. So the more piles you can include in your deck, um, the better your like matchup's going to be across the board. And like personal tutor is just four extra copies of Doomsday. Right. Right. So like you want to Doomsday as quickly as possible and have like the most flexible piles or the most like knowledge of like what your opponent could do to like make the right piles. Yep. Um, Then Loyal Retainers is a $40 uncommon from Portal Mm -hmm. Three Kingdoms. It got a, uh, uh, an invocation reprint that I played for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like, yeah, I, his... I have a couple, I think I bought two of the invocation. That's it's only other printing before this. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what deck was that for? That was 10 that fins. Was, yeah. Yeah. 10 fins. Or, um, I think the even more appropriate name is, uh, Zabara ice station. Uh, where, that's when I ha- with, with dark depths and, yeah. and ten fins plus dark depths, um, and then sun sun Shon, uh, the Lord of Wu, and again I will point out he ain't nothing to <laughs> f with, um, and it's a hundred and twenty two dollar rare that got moved to mythic, but again like uh, it's because it's Portal Three Kingdoms. Uh, well, it's also because of Post Malone, I think. Oh, does he like that card or something? Well, the like when he made his debut on the magic scene, mm-hmm. it was on a um oh what's that podcast? Game Commander Nights. or whatever. Yeah, Game Nights. It was on a Game Nights episode and he played the horsemanship guy. Gotcha, okay. So I think um, that drove the price up a little bit. Gotcha. And then capture of uh Zhong Zhao. Uh, sure. I, I said it with confidence. Um, Close enough. It is a $350 time warp mm-hmm. uh, from Portal Three Kingdoms. Again, rare to mythic. So, um, uh, these in particular, and then some of the other cards, they're not expensive because people play them. They're yeah. expensive because they've only had like one random printing mm-hmm. or like they had one printing a million years ago. Yeah. So, like, all the Portal 3 Kingdom cards, this has happened with some other Portal 3 Kingdom cards in the uh, last um, few years that have been reprinted. That have Recruiter. Just, uh, yeah, which is now, like, I saw, like, $8. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's um, crazy. They there, used to be so expensive. There's, like, one of those, like, red, take an additional turn, yep. and then you lose the game. That was, like, mm-hmm. 150 bucks. It's $5 now. Yeah. Um. So... These are probably all, these are all expensive because of supply, not demand. Correct. As the supply increases, the demand will probably not, and so they're going to get cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, then Spellseeker, the uh, the creature that lets you go get a spell that's one or two mana. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I can actually see this as a mythic though. It's probably mythic power level. Mm-hmm. And maybe should have been mythic in the first place. Yeah. Um, but this is also one that's expensive due to scarcity. It was in, I think it's only printing was battle bond. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was and I a think I have, product. I think I have a couple because like there was like an Aloran deck yeah. that, that played it. Uh, but yeah, it's 17 bucks. Uh, extra planar lenses, which 
I probably should have looked up what it did. It does uh, a thing. You name a land, name a land, and lands you control are the same name. All lands make an extra mana. Yeah. Or yeah, all lands. All lands with that name. name. Because I know this had something with snow lands. You could like if you played all snow planes and played extra planar yeah. lands, like oh. the chances of your opponents having snow lands were less, and like so, it was just like extra, a one-sided mana flare. Extra planar lands. Lenses enters the battlefield, you may exile target land oh, okay. you control. Whenever a land with the same name as the exiled card is tapped for mana, its controller adds one mana of any type that land could produce. So, oh. there you okay. go. So, basically the same thing. Yeah. But you do have to go down a land drop. Uh, yeah. It's 75 bucks. It was like printed in Dark Steel, I think. It was a masterpiece, too. Oh, it was my, okay. It was in mirrored in, and then a masterpiece. But like a masterpiece, really isn't a yeah. a uh, reprint person. Was one of the masterpieces I opened. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Insurrection, which another one I looked up, and now I forget what it does. It was ten bucks. It's gone mm-hmm. from rare to mythic. Uh, another commander card, Savage yeah. Beating. I think gives you an additional combat step. I don't remember. Um. But it's $20. So all the ones I mentioned up to this point have, like, one main set printing. I wasn't counting, like, Expeditions and Masterpieces. But all of the cards I mentioned have one uh, printing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we have Grave Pact, which is a $25 rare that is now going to Mythic. And then Bribery, which is an $11 rare that's going to Mythic. These two have a bunch of printings, but mm-hmm. they're from a long time ago. Yeah. Like, 8th, ninth edition, and then they just stopped printing them. Yeah, I think Grave Pact was 10th edition, but I'm not yeah. sure when the last time they made Bribery was. Uh, but it's been a while. Yeah. So these these are, again, more than likely supply issues, mm-hmm. not so much demand issues. Right. So they'll probably... Even at Mythic, they'll probably get a little bit... They might get cheaper. Mm-hmm. The Portal 3 Kingdom cards are definitely going to get cheaper because there's, like, three of them now, and there yeah. will be more than three of them yes. uh, when when this is done. And then the last one is just a cash grab. Yeah, Chad got his hands all over this one. Bro. Bro, these white nerds. They need ramp, bro. They'll pay anything <laughs> for it, bro. Uh, it's Smothering Tithe. From a standard set rare to a pre-con inclusion mm-hmm. to now an $18 rare that's moving to Mythic. Crazy. It is a staple in every white commander deck. Yep. And it just feels like they were like, this card's $18, we should make it a Mythic. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it, we literally had it a few years ago and it was... Its first printing wasn't at Mythic. It was and at Rare. Its first printing was while while they were at least considering fire design. So yeah, um, so there's something I think that that this set and all these rarity changes kind of like brings up uh, for collecting. Yeah, don't uh, do it. <laughs> makes it way harder. Yeah. Right. So like, uh. I think Wizards has shown recently that they're willing to aggressively reprint stuff that they had not reprinted before. 
Yeah. Right. Like they had not hardly touched any of the Portal of King Three Kingdom stuff. Yeah. And they've just been like, it seems like every supplemental product, they're just like, here's some more Portal Three Kingdom stuff. Yeah. And so like, if you have stuff that is expensive due to limited printings, right? You've got some. I can't even think of something, but like some card from Darksteel or yeah. Rise of the Eldrazi that has like one printing and it's $15, right? Like if you're not going to play it, it get might be it. time to get off of it because like they're, it's on a list somewhere of things to reprint. Oh yeah. Right. So we're at Chad's used... like Santa with that reprint equity, making yeah. his list and checking it twice. Yeah. So like you, where it used to be, you could like hold on to cards for a while and like feel, you know, they weren't reserve list. Which, if you listen to the pre-show, you know, there's there's some talk about the reserve list. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not reserve list, but they were like, oh, this isn't gonna get reprinted. This is like kooky and weird. Yeah, no longer the case. Right, nothing like, is sacred anymore. Nothing is sacred. Can we put enough juice in this to make people buy it so we can hit our next quarter's numbers? Mm-hmm. Yes or no. Um, right. And uh, they only did a few, but they downshifted cards from Zendikar Rising, which just happened. Right. Right? Like two years ago? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right? Two years ago. And and cards from 2019. Like, they're, rep- they're downshifting Throne of Eldraine cards. We yep. didn't talk about them, but they downshifted, like, one or two Throne of Eldraine cards. So, where it used to be, hey, this isn't going to get, like, this probably is going to get reprinted for a few years. Mm -hmm. And then I can't imagine it getting downshifted, like, ever. Right. Right. Now it's just like, hey, Judith was a rare four years ago. Nope. It's an uncommon now. Hey, wait for Return to Eldraine, where Brazen Borrower is going to be at uncommon. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of the equity that you used to kind of have with like the normal pace of reprints and rarity changes, I think it's completely totally out the window now. Yeah. So like you can't, I don't think you can feel safe holding on to stuff. So as I've talked about in the pre-show and stuff, I'm doing another like purge of like cards Mm -hmm. and it is very much, where before it was like I'm trying to hold on to stuff. Stuff it's, that you'd play. Yeah. Now I'm very much like I'm only like there's like, you know, the line of things I'm you might play. And yeah. then like if you like look yourself in the mirror and go like, are you really ever going to play this card? And you're like, no, no, I'm not. I'm getting rid of those cards. Like I know I have four bitter blossoms. Yeah. I'm like, those are 20 bucks. I'm bitter blossom is no longer like (laughs) modern magic power level. Right. Yeah. I've got my, uh, secret lair ones. Yeah. But like, but like that is an example, like I'm not going to play that card. I should probably move it. Yeah. Right. Now what I had said before, um, uh, some recent developments that I, uh, that may or may not impact the reserve list that I put up in Discord. Um, mm-hmm. That they're going to print like uh, 
non-tournament legal playtest cards of existing cards. Hmm, why would you possibly do that? Um, to skirt the reserve list. I was mm -hmm. saying, you know, the best way to kind of get value for your cards is to, like, trade them in for credit. Mm -hmm. And then I'm doing that and basically being like, what reserve list cards do I want? Or, like, what, like, cards will I realistically, like, play? Yeah. Right? If I, if I wasn't on team, they're probably going to ban the one ring. Mm -hmm. I would probably buy put one rings in that in that uh, camp of cards I would buy because I'm going to play a one ring deck at some point. Right. But like, if you're holding onto a bunch of cards because you think they're gonna like hold or like maintain or like go up in value, I think that's way harder to do now. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think all of the rules that we used to make magic financial decisions based on have basically gone out the window yeah like it's very much like we have to use our re uh, reprint equity because if we don't yeah. papa hasbro is going to be homeless so yeah. we've got to uh burn as much reprint equity as possible to make yep. sure Time that to then. the shareholders are happy so yeah. you know like if you were someone who like wants to play elves or an elves adjacent deck in legacy maybe buy a Gaius cradle instead of having a bunch of like $20 cards that you might not play but you're like maybe they'll be $30 one day yeah it's like probably not gonna be $30 one day because it's more likely that the next like commandery product or something or the next secret layer is going to be your exact card right. reprinted and like the version you have will be like less desirable. Yeah. Or God forbid they print it in a regular set and it has like 13 different versions mm -hmm. and like yours becomes the least desirable of the 13. Right. And you're just like, well, it went from $20 to $2. And I mean, there's also, you know, cash is king. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, getting off of them for cash is also a reasonable game plan. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it is the rules of holding and collecting magic cards have changed greatly since 2019. Yeah. We, we went over some of that stuff yeah. in the pre-show also. So yeah, if you're interested to hear our full thoughts, yeah, you should check out our Patreon sign up chip a couple bucks in and listen to the pre-show because yeah there was some good stuff in there about that topic in particular yeah um i will say that like i think like four years ago like 2019 mm -hmm. i think we were concerned about power creep kind of phasing cards out well i mean that also yeah well i think in 2019 it was like oh man cards are getting so much more powerful the old cards aren't particularly playable anymore so they're going yep. down in value. Rest in peace, Tarmogoyf. Um, yes. But now you've got that combined with we'll print anything at any time in any numbers anywhere. Yep. And it's just like, okay. So nothing. Morrow went to take a line and sneezed instead. Yeah. Liquidate. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my God, guys, sell it all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I don't. 
so like I think it's just way harder to like you know have boxes and boxes and boxes of cards. Yeah. Um. I. I think we've we've said this before. I would not want to own a game store. No. Like, how can you like your inventory is like I don't know, Argentinian money. It's just right. like. Like at the start Real of the barrels. day and at the end of the day, it just yeah. it goes it goes down in value. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So on one hand, I think the rarity changes are like really exciting for the lower rarity formats mm-hmm. because they're gonna like really shake things up. Yeah. Um. But from a collector's point of view. I think there's a little bit of like, what am I supposed to do? So, I don't what know. Am I, I supposed to do? If you're when you when you find out, let me know. I, I will let you know. <laughs> if I figure it out, I will let you know. Um, I don't know. Like from a game point of view, mm-hmm. like I think it is good to mm-hmm. make the cards cheaper so that more people can play your game. Right, but for like the people that like enjoy your game from like a collecting point of view like this is like super bad for them well i mean there's a flip side to that too though and that's that magic is unique in hobbies Mm -hmm. where realistically you can play this game you could play this game for years and as long as you were smart with buying into cards, moving into positions on cards, you could get a reasonable portion of your investment back out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're going to make money, but as long as you weren't stupid with how you bought into cards, you could probably come out even or with a very slight loss. Whereas you look at basically any other hobby that exists, and it's a losing proposition. Mm-hmm. And I think and, Magic is moving more towards the losing proposition. Well, right. But that makes it harder for newer players, I think. I mean, oh. if, you, if you're selling somebody an $80 pre-con deck that is going to get reprinted into the ground, um, that $80 investment is going to be worthless. Mm-hmm. Whereas... You know, I'm looking at a whole shelf full of pre-cons, uh, some of which are $200, mm-hmm. $400. Yeah, so it makes it much more difficult to, to like, get someone into your game and keep them in the game. Yeah. Because eventually they get priced out from either expensive $10, draft, uh, $10 per pack draft products... Mm-hmm. $80 pre-cons and then just like you know I'm losing my shirt every time I open a pack why would I right. open a pack right right like you know I'm not uh I'm no longer getting the like you know endorphin gambler's high of oh man I yeah. just cracked some packs yep um so now I'm just like opening packs and losing money I need to stop mm-hmm. this so yeah it is very different. Like I said, I am going through car- going through my cards with an eye to like 
how much of this can like not be here. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, if I have to evacuate for a hurricane, can I grab one binder <laughs> and have the, or like two, one to two binders and have the majority of the value of my collection in the car Yeah, and like put it under my pillow at the hotel. <laughs> uh, don't put so, it in the safe. Don't put the safe it in the isn't safe. safe. Yeah. So it does not like get like blown away when the hurricane comes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. As opposed to, I've got like twenty boxes full of like thirty three thousand cards each. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I hope this doesn't get blown away because like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be hard to explain. So, all right. So with all that and some technical difficulties, I think we have a show. It's it's something, all right. <laughs> it, it is something. Um, so if you want to reach out to us on social media, um. Say hi, have show ideas, uh, you know, all that stuff. Facebook, Discord, X, Twitter. X. The artist formerly known as Twitter uh, will be, uh, all that stuff is in the uh, description. So go check it out. Yeah, hit us up. If you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Um, Follow that link on over to TCG Player. Anything you purchase after that will help to support the show. We would really appreciate it. If you want to support us more directly and get access to some exclusive content, like I mentioned just a minute ago, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you can do that. And chip a couple bucks in, however much you feel like you get worthwhile out of us. um, And you get access to our show notes, our pre-show and when I have givebacks to send out, you get access to those as well. If you're a patron, make sure you let me know what kind of stuff you want to see in the givebacks for not the next round, but the one after. I will need to put in an order for those, so I'll have to get to work on them at some point soon. They take a while to get made, uh, but if you got any ideas, hit me up. Uh, yeah. Like Brian said, all the links are in the description there. Yeah. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. Yeah. But it's... Uh-oh, what happened? Are you still here?